This is Shelby Hansen, and you are listening to episode 73, when you're ready to take the leap. Welcome to the Get Your Energy Back podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. As a life coach, invisible illness warrior, and kidney transplant recipient, I've navigated the waters of chronic fatigue for nearly a decade and can help you feel more energized and alive than ever before. In this podcast, we dive deep into topics that can help you boost your energy levels and live a more vibrant life. Whether you're looking to overcome limiting beliefs, improve your relationships, gain a better understanding of what is affecting your energy levels, or simply find more joy and fulfillment in your life, the Get Your Energy Back podcast is the perfect place to start. So sit back, relax, and join me on this journey towards a more energized, balanced, and vibrant life. Hello and welcome to today's episode on making a change. Seems like pretty much everybody I'm talking to lately, my clients and friends and family, are all having some pretty big changes happening in their lives. And that can be a time when you start to feel a little bit um, uneasy, uncertain, trying to figure out what is the best course of action. And so I thought I would just do a little podcast on how to help support yourself as you go about making a change in your life. And this could be something as simple as changing how you're eating to see if it can, um, if you start to feel better in your body with the way that you are eating in alignment with yourself. Could be that you are making a change with how you spend your time. I know for me, my kids are um, out of school and as an entrepreneur, my time is changing. I want to spend time with them and also grow my business and reach my business goals that I have too. So in this time of change, I want you to think about, is there some sort of transition or change that you are going through? And is there maybe something that you're being called to change? Could be even setting a boundary or changing the dynamics of a relationship that you have. Maybe there's not any external factors, but internally you're feeling at odds with a relationship with somebody or a relationship with yourself. Could be making a change with your relationship with your body. So, um, and if you choose that one, that one gets to be really fun because as you change how you are relating with your body, it's going to help. And as, as you improve that relationship of how you relate with your body, it's going to improve your energy levels too, which is so fun. Okay. So I'm going to give you three steps today on what to focus on when you are making this change. Okay. So I'm going to tell you all three and then I'll do a little bit um, more in depth about each one. So the first one, when you are making a change in your life is to honor how you're feeling. The second one is to connect with your why. And the third one is to make one small decision at a time and move forward. Really simple, right? Really easy. Um, If only life was this easy. Yes, (laughs) it can be. Okay, so the first one is to honor how you are feeling. Now, if you are wanting to make a change in your life, There's a reason why. There's a disconnect right now between where you are and where you see yourself, where you want to be, okay? So in that, it's really easy to push aside how you're feeling and to just be like, 
eh, you know, it's like, I just, I just want to be here. I don't want to worry about where I'm at. What you want to do is pay attention to what you're feeling right now. Your emotions created by your thoughts are a guidepost for you to know if you're moving and headed in the right direction that's in alignment with your core values, okay? So if, for example, maybe there's a relationship that you want to change the dynamics of, okay? So if you are feeling resentful in that relationship, maybe taken advantage of, um, maybe you are feeling neglected, whatever those things are, yes, you can get coached on those and the thoughts are creating the feelings. The relationship is not creating those emotions, but you don't want to just brush aside those emotions. They are, like I said, they're your guideposts. They're your um, cues to how you are viewing this relationship, okay? So you want to allow those sensations of those emotions. You don't want to push them down because when you push them down, they might show back up as physical physical symptoms in your body. So really key into what does resentment feel like without adding to the story and adding to the narrative. So you like go into like a really big spiral. We're going to let go of that part. We're just going to feel the sensation of resentment or maybe it's shame. Feel the sensation of shame. I know shame was the very first emotion that I got really acquainted with. Because I felt it so often from my thoughts. I kept thinking over and over again, there's something wrong with me. I'm doing this wrong. There's a right way and a wrong way. And I always pick the wrong way. Hi, perfectionism. So when I started to learn how to pay attention to just that sensation in my body and let it go wherever it wanted to express itself in my body, I actually didn't have to do a lot of thought work about it because I had gotten the message that my brain was thinking that and then my body was able to process what was happening in my brain. And then from an aligned place, a place of acceptance and not resistance, I was able to shift into what I truly wanted to believe, okay? So honor how you're feeling. Your emotions are just telling you what's going on in your body physically, emotionally, mentally. So don't push that side, that part of you aside. It's negating a part of you if you just ignore that piece, that nagging piece. Instead, think about embracing it as you would a little child that's coming up with a message. These emotions are messages to you. Okay, so honor how you're feeling by allowing, embracing, accepting it, okay? Then the second piece is you want to connect with your why, Why is it that you want to change how you're relating to yourself or change this relationship or change how you're spending your time or change how you are planning your meals? Why? What is the big picture? This is the part I think people get really lost in. They they have this set of rules of um, what it looks like to be living a good life. They're like, you should do this, 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 and this without a clear picture of why you would even do that. Um, I give this example, I've given this example several times, but back in November, 2021, I felt like I wasn't healthy and I really wanted to feel healthy. Now the feeling of healthy, like is an emotion created by thinking. So I could have been like, okay, I'm just going to go all in on like having these thoughts of I'm healthy, I'm healthy, but that was not honoring how I was 
actually feeling, and so it felt pretty gaslighting to myself. So I needed a vision of what I wanted to create. And in that vision, I was healthy in my body. I was exercising. I was um, completing a triathlon because I love triathlons. If you don't love triathlons, like skip it. But it's something that I loved. And so uh, my, my vision helped me to connect with my why. Why did I want to be healthy? Well, because I wanted to have fun with my family. I wanted to be able to get up and go and have the energy to go on adventures with them. I feel like I have an adventurous heart. Um, it's my spirit. It's just adventure. I love new things. I love novelty. It's just something about me, how I was wired. And so my why was that I wanted to be able to get up and go and go on an adventure, but I felt like I couldn't because I had not been prioritizing my health. I had not been prioritizing moving my body or taking care of my body with food really well, and especially taking care of my nervous system because I didn't even realize I had a relationship with my nervous system. I felt like all of the symptoms in my body were just happening to me, not that they were a message to me about how I was relating to them. So think about what is your why? Why do you want this change? Like what do you what vision do you see for yourself 6 months from now, a year from now? What does that why look like? Because as you are going through, you're going to need to connect with that why. As I was training for that triathlon, I couldn't even run 2 minutes at a time at the time. And so as I was walking on my treadmill, I would connect with thinking about crossing that finish line and how I was going to feel. And that was really motivating me because I was so connected with that why. Now I am changing around my work hours and being here with my kids. And so I am, my why is I I want to have a really fun and connected relationship with them and enjoy these experiences with them during the summertime when they're out of school. Also, I want to grow my business at the same time. So my why is to be an example that both are possible. Having an amazing life, amazing time with my family, and an amazing, fulfilling business. Okay, so what is your why? It's so important because as you connect with your why, it helps you along the way when it feels so impossible. When I was only able to run one minute at a time, it felt very impossible that I was going to be able to complete a triathlon in six months. But because I was so committed to that why, it made the how really simple. Okay, which is number three. There are so many decisions to be made when you are creating a change in your life. So instead of trying to um, make all of the decisions all at once and overwhelm yourself, this third step is to make one small decision at a time and then move forward. Don't stay where you are. Make one committed decision forward. This is how you build up momentum. Think about the snowball at the top of the mountain. It starts really small, the avalanche, but just one piece keeps going down the mountain, down the mountain until it just picks up speed. And then the momentum, it becomes a whole avalanche that has a lot of force and a lot of energy, but it doesn't start that way. It starts very small. Okay. So for example, say if you wanted to change up how you are planning your meals, how you are eating, okay? Instead of 
which is probably what lots of diet plans have told you in the past. Instead of getting rid of everything in your entire pantry and rewire, redoing every way that you eat, just going cold turkey, some people that works for them. If if you know about Gretchen Rubin's um, four tendencies, if you don't, don't worry about it. But if you know about them, like abstainer and moderator, like if you're an abstainer, you just need to get rid of everything. Okay, fine. But for some of you, that stresses out your nervous system. So instead, what if you were to take one skill and just learn that one skill really well and then start with another? I have this with a client of mine that we are working on weight loss and we learn the skill first of just tracking what she was eating, just paying attention to what she was actually eating in a day and then added on the skill of, okay, could we plan ahead Take five minutes and just jot down what you want to eat that day. And then the next skill, okay, can you make it match up and decide, I wanted to eat this ahead of time and then make that match with what your actions actually are because she's connected to her why and she's honoring how she's feeling, okay? So making one small step at a time makes it really concrete and doable. It's when you try to change everything about it that your nervous system can get really stressed out. And by that, I mean, it can set you into that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. And then your brain is just, your body's using so much frenzied energy that your energy, it feels like your energy is just gone. Instead of stressing out your system, what if you just took one small step? And it could be in your relationship with yourself, taking one small step of deciding, oh, I want to have more energy in my body, so I'm going to start to notice when I feel like I'm in fight or flight, when I feel that um, incoherent is how I like to think about it, incoherent um, movement in my body. It's just like, ooh, just feel at odds with myself. Like, oh, I'm probably in fight or flight right now. So making a small decision of when I'm in fight or flight, I'm just going to pay attention to that. Not going to change it. I'm not going to tell myself that I'm wrong. Just going to start to notice. And I will tell you, this is such an amazing practice because it started to help me see when I would go into fight or flight. And most of the time for me, it was around time. And so I was like, wait, what is going on? Like the time, like, I feel like I'm going to be a couple minutes late for um, picking somebody up or for an appointment or like, and I, I just noticed this fight or flight was taking over during those times. And I was like, it's really only a minute or two that is gonna, that is happening right now. I'm like, is this really going to make a difference in the grand scheme of things? And what I'm doing while I'm going into fight or flight is using my energy really inefficiently because there's a lot of worry. There's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of um, negative self-talk that's going on in my brain. Like, why didn't you figure this out? Why didn't you, um, you know, set your alarm earlier? Or why didn't you take shorter to do the dishes or whatever it is? All of this negative stuff going on. And that's actually making me later. So instead of trying to change all of it, I just got some awareness around it, just started to notice, okay, a lot of times it's around time. Okay. I wonder what else it's around. So as you make one decision that is going to help put you forward and get you closer to your goals of whatever change it is you want to see in your life. 
And this is how I teach my clients how to get their energy back is to notice what, what is it that I'm feeling right now? How can I honor my emotional state, my current emotional state? What is it that I dream of in the future for me? What is my aligned why? And how can I make one small step towards that and then really reward myself for moving forward? Because when you are in this fatigue state, it is a stuck state. And really, when you are stuck, you are not able to move forward. So when you're able to connect with that why and take a small aligned step forward, that gets you out of the freeze state. That helps with your fatigue. Okay, if you are interested in learning more about how you can make a change in your life this week that's going to have exponential rewards and benefits for you for the rest of your life, you're going to want to schedule a recovering from fatigue call. It's a fatigue recovery call. And I will leave the link in the show notes. And I would love to show you how you can recover from chronic fatigue, just like I did. I suffered from chronic fatigue for a decade. And now I live such a vibrant, energized life. And I help my clients to do that too. And it's so fun to see them reclaim their lives, their vitality, and their energy too. So if you are interested in learning how to do that, go ahead and book your consult today. All right, I'll talk to you later. Have an incredible week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating more vitality, energy, and vibrancy in your life today.